Oh, yes, it is that time again, another episode, and a special hello to all our Patreon members. Thank you for subscribing, I can't talk, thank you for subscribing, I'm your host, Matt Backus, with your other host, Joel Hello, breadheads, gather round, let us join the Gluten Gang. Welcome to Hold My Bread, the $7,148.45 podcast. It is Monday morning. We are snowed in. I'm losing friends over carceral securities, and we are taking a bullish position on Dogecoin because our good friend Poker Chris is doubling down. He says that the metrics look good today. So we'll be going bullish and holding through at least Wednesday, probably a little longer because we're playing with gains. How are you, Maddie? I am great. Snowed in on this Monday. It's cozy. It's coming down like crazy outside. I'm very happy to be in New York. I woke up in a very positive mood today. I don't know why. I don't know what's changed, but I feel good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just in an awful mood. Last night, I'm doing yoga, I'm meditating, and I've got this guy I grew up with. I'm always fighting him with, about like financial stuff, and he's like, he's he's pretty successful, and he's like, he brags about being involved with Prop 22. He brags about owning stock in Palantir and reselling PS5s online, and he asks me. Hey, can you explain the difference between you holding Dogecoin and the stuff you criticize me for? It's like, bitch, ain't no brown people getting locked up because of Dogecoin. Ain't no weddings getting fucking bombed in Iraq because simple supply and demand. Yeah, people might lose money on their investments, but making money off the oppression of others, such as Uber, such as Palantir, such as blowing off steam by selling PS5s, and I, I'm a little pissed off about that. So apologies for me venting this morning, Matthew. I can understand being upset by that. That's upset. My blood's boiling just hearing that. Also, you did call this man. Did you call this man a friend? Yeah, I mean, I grew up with this dude and he's just like, you can't criticize all my choices. Like, Yo, these aren't just, I'm not just criticizing you. These are things I think about. I spend my Saturdays writing letters to get, you know, a couple prison stocks unlisted from the New York Stock Exchange. Like, I'm being a worse friend if I don't call you out on your bullshit. I see a 34-year-old man bragging about reselling a PS5, and I'm sorry, but I can't help but find that sad and embarrassing. Right. What a thing to be. That's like a thing that like middle schoolers would be proud of. Like, I'm going to sell video game consoles. I'm going to flip them. I'm like, all right, you're that's a cool, you're a cool guy. Have you seen, did we talk about this? People were, people were like offering to pay full price for their uh, consoles. Like I would message your friend and be like, I'll pay you full price for it. Meet me here. And then he would go there and I wouldn't meet him. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm five minutes away. I'm 10 minutes away. I just keep stringing them along and stringing them along and wasting their time. That's the, that's the beat I can dance to. Yeah. I mean, um, he, he's a coding genius and he uses his brilliance to create bot armies to screw over middle schoolers. Really cool guy. And yeah, if you're going to work a day job instilling prop 22, if you're going to spend your disposable income, on Palantir, you might as well blow off steam by fucking over some teenagers, you small individual. Calling out this shit isn't an attack on you. I hear the shit you're doing. It strikes me as wrong. I'm going to say it, but that is not today's episode, right? That's not what it's about. You're absolutely right. 
we, I mean, obviously we are going a little bit more subject-based as of late, and we want to talk about the topics that are the dominant stories of the day and with people who are affected by them. And we've been getting some positive feedback for you guys. So today I have our old producer. Um, I'll leave him anonymous. You can dig his name up if you really got, if you guys really want, but he was involved with the GameStop thing. I think he might've had some trades that will make for interesting war stories. And I want to talk about his emotions over the past week. So say hello to my friend, our former Couchbound producer, Anonymous. Hey, thanks for having me. Longtime producer, first time caller. <laughs> not not associated with Anonymous, by the way. He's not a hacker in a in a. No, I, I'm actually Q. I am Q. <laughs> Recently and, out of a job. And you know this this just to die, tie it back to what I was bitching about. You were active on Wall Street bets throughout this entire quarantine. Yeah. You, uh, hey, hey, it's it's Richie. We can identify me. That's okay. <laughs> Richie, <laughs> it's Richie. He took a sack off his head. It's Richie. I didn't know. Yeah, and, I'm cute. I'm cute, guys. Uh, uh-huh. And this is interesting because prior to this week, if you were to associate something with Wall Street bets, it would either be Tesla stock or your post where <laughs> what did you post about? Uh, how I made a bunch of money earlier this year and uh, decided to back off trading so much. I paid off my girlfriend's uh, credit card debt and said I was going to, uh, quote unquote, do good things and like not mess it up. And everybody was like, you idiot, paying off someone else's debt is messing this up. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I mean, you're seeing big time celebrities do that as an act of goodwill. You're just bringing that into your community. So it's a beautiful practice. And, you know, just to go full circle, the, sure. peop- the guy who I'm fighting with, like last week, he was talking about how shitty these people were on Wall Street bets. It's like, well, the only people I know who use it are Matt, who is using it to buy uh, $600 sneakers, and Richie, who's <laughs> paying off his teacher's girlfriend's debt. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Well, for what it's worth, also, a lot of the Wall Street bet guys are taking their GameStop profits and doing huge donations. They're going through, they're buying things at GameStop to go donate to children's hospitals, like the 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 demonization of Wall Street bets is insane. Yeah, it's like you can't call it. You call a couple of people retards. Everyone thinks you're a monster. Yeah, I mean, and if so, guilty. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean, yeah, it is interesting. That has been a thing that I haven't seen talked about. This the 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 narrative hasn't been shown. Like you said, I have seen a lot of posts of people buying Nintendo Switches and giving to children's hospitals. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about how they're able to pay off their parents' homes, how they can help with medical bills. I mean, the story is being told as these guys are just greedy scumbags, but they're doing things with this money that hedge funds never would do, ever. This is literally trickle-down economics. This is how it's supposed to work. We, yes. we, we destroyed a couple billionaires and made so many millionaires. There's yes. a thousand millions in $1 billion, all right? So, like they didn't steal it from anybody. They just redistributed it from a couple hedge fund billionaires to make a whole shitload of millionaires. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only a couple uh, millionaires, but people of Reddit are millionaires now, which is a new breed. I mean, you've seen, I'm assuming the billboards and uh, the airplanes flying over Robin Hood headquarters and all that. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, you're making these Reddit people rich and it is beautiful to see. Yeah. And, and to the demonization here, I mean, for the first time, you know, 
everyone is jumping to defend Melvin Capital, but this is a hedge fund worth tens of billions of dollars who's made their money shorting entire industries. And when they create their risk assessment model, they didn't, you know, even entertain the scenario where, oh, someone might actively work against them. Well, right. also, I mean, so have you guys discussed the GME and exactly what happened? So we talked about the percentage of the float they took out. We talked right. about we took about the talked about the irresponsibility of the initial position and like all of this happened because they took on a f extremely fiscally irresponsible position. Like that's where it starts for me. So they did fundamentally an illegal short sale, a naked short sale. They shorted more than was even possible to be shorted. It's completely illegal. Not only that, the stock was at $5. So they're looking at making $5 a share times all, you know, times however many shares they want, but they're looking to make it, their, their pro max profit was $5 a share and they were opening, opening themselves up to infinite losses. And that's what happened. So just the definition of, you know, you greed, too much greed will cost you your ass. Oh, so much. It's, it's, it's exactly what pigs get slaughtered means. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's finally the pigs, the, the, the right pigs got slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to go into the class warfare terms <laughs> on this podcast just because, you know, I'm trying to get away from that and I am in school, so I'll never tell my certain jokes for my stand-up on this podcast, so no one's getting slaughtered here. And I do feel like all these pigs are rightfully going to be slaughtered in the revolution. At least this pig will know why someone's slitting his throat. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and then between the Robinhood shutdown and the, the backing, it's it's still going. It's it's ongoing, of course. The like the levels of fraud that are happening. But, yeah, right. and just and it's just like, oh, there was one week where the consumers were in charge of this. I mean, and there was so much bureaucratic action. Liz Warren is going on the sides of the banks when that's how she made her name was going the opposite. And it's just like there were scandals that should have been regulated in 87 2000 2008 and nothing happened so right. don't come down on the people one right. week into their actions yeah so matt do you know about my horror story with gme i honestly don't uh, okay when joel, when joel told me we were going to have you on he was like richie's got a big story to tell and I, <laughs> I i don't i have no idea so, so first i want to note matt you did play it correct when did you play it how much yeah. did you make yeah i made i netted a little under um a little under 17k or a little, excuse me, a little under 18K. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah, I, it's I, I, incredible. God, that's great. When, so when did you get it? Did you play options? Did you just do stock? I just do stock. So I had about, I had about 88, or no, I had 66 shares. I had, some of them were at 100, some of them were around 88. Okay. Uh, and I sold when it was like a little bit under, I can't remember what the exact stock price was, 412, 411, somewhere around there. Beautiful. Um, I sold then, and then I just bought back in for five shares just to like, all right, I'll, I'll see, you know, if it goes, it yeah. goes, if it doesn't, it doesn't, but I already got my, my money. So I'm good. Yeah. Okay. So I've been, I've been seeing uh roaring kitty slash the deep fucking value guy on Reddit uh, for a, a while now, maybe since like October, November, I would watch him. And um, I started playing GME on December 29th. It looks like I, I bought in and I quickly got out, but I was watching. So essentially what I saw him posting was that they had to start covering like legally, they really had to start covering their shares. Um, I think early December was the date. And so we got into the end of December, early January, they were like a 30 day, 30 days overdue to start covering. And that's mm -hmm. when I started playing it. So January 6th, um, I bought 68 contracts 
that the price was going to be over $25 by January 22nd. Um, I bought them for 50 cents each. So it was $50 a contract. I basically was in for like, you know, three, $3,000. Mm -hmm. Um, and I held those for a week and nothing happened. Um, I sold them. Let me see. I sold them, I think like on a Monday, I think it must've been around like the 15th or so. Um, no, maybe the 13th, whatever. I sold them two days later was the big pop, right? Where right. That, that was, so I, I held them on them for a week. They didn't do anything. I sold them, um, for pretty much the same, exactly what I bought it for those. If I had just held them, they would have ended at $330,000. Oh God. So that pissed me off. And then I just kind of watched it happen. This was again, still when it was at about $48 a share. So then I got back in January 21st, I bought 27 contracts that it was going to be over 55 on January 29th. Um, if I had held those 27 contracts, that would have been worth about 1,080,000 oh, at, at the peak at the peak. And that's of course the playing the easy thing of like, Oh, if I had just bought it, you know, sold at the high, but right, that's, of course. but I bought it for $2,700. If I had held literally for more than the day that I held them for, I held that for like one day, I kept getting shaked out or shaken out by, you know, big drops or whatever. Right. But at any point, I mean, like literally two days after I bought them, they were worth a couple hundred thousand, you know, right. and then yeah. it would have been six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars all throughout that rise at the very peak, about one million, one point one million dollars. Oh, my gosh. So wow. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm watching it. And, I, you know, I just I'm still not a millionaire. I've never been a millionaire, so it's easy to do. But. Yeah, I was in early, man. I was in early and everybody's like, oh, well, good for you for even knowing about it. But uh. right. That's and the kind of bullshit people say where it's like, well, at least you kind of knew before anybody. And you're like, all right, well, I guess that's supposed to make me feel better. I don't know. And I'm this trying is to, it. I'm trying Ash. to hang on to the Charlie Bucket quote of when he doesn't find the golden ticket. He says, I, you know, I bet that gold would have uh, made the chocolate taste funny. So uh, yeah, that, that's great. <laughs> I, I just made that same analogy on my NBA show yesterday <laughs> because I watched a last second shot go in in a basketball game as I found out the Lions got so much for Matthew Stafford. I did not care. The chocolate tasted terrible. And <laughs> I had a question I wanted to ask you, but you know, I just wanted to point out the synchronicity of us. So I love talking options with you. I genuinely do have so much appreciation for that analytical mind you have here. And I know you got balls of steel. So I know. And and to make a 3000 like from what I've played to make a $3,000 little YOLO play and truly telling myself on day one that I didn't care about it. And just letting it ride, you know, I was going to let it ride and not sticking to it. I, I mean, you know, yeah, I got shaken out and I'm so mad at myself. The problem that happened is I have a lot of things tied up in crypto and you can literally look back at the crypto charts and those big drops on crypto were the same times that GME was also going through a little tank and I was seeing overall net worth dropping. And rather than transferring crypto off of the cold storage wallet I have and then going through all these, you know, fees to, to you know, liquidate some of that into some safe cash. I instead was just liquidating Robinhood positions. Okay, so this wasn't a matter of you getting nervous or your process being affected by the story itself. This was you, you just doing rant, your normal portfolio maintenance and playing a pattern you recognized? Uh, playing a pattern that, that was pointed out to me. I'm, I'm no, uh, you know, I'm not that Kevin Gills, like I am, I did not recognize this on my own, but I, yeah, it became, I became aware of it and I was watching it and then I'm seeing, you know, the Michael Burry was in on it as well. 
Um, you know, this was just the writing was on the wall that it was going to happen. But, you know, trying to time the market, you know, it's it's uh, it's stupid. I should have just just done the time in the market versus timing the market and let my position sit. And, and could have, would have, should have. But if you could go back in time for a week, would you have a, a one piece of advice without spoiling it to give to yourself that would just be, you know, help guide you to make better trades moving forward? I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out too, because I'm not doing much trading now. I, you know, I, so after we last spoke, I made all that money, helped, uh, helped pay off some debt. Um, and I actually had my, uh, some family members that were like, we want to get in on this. And I was like, I get, I, I can promise you that past results do not guarantee future earnings. And it did right. not, they invested, I put some money in and I lost the entire thing. Like I had a huge downswing afterwards, which makes sense. You know, you can't just rock it straight up forever. So I, I had a huge downswing. I've stopped trading for the last couple of months. Um, and I think honestly, just with like quarantine lockdown, uh, no, like not working, not going outside. I was sitting around and just kind of obsessively checking numbers all day without like actually being a day trader or anything like that. So it was just watching it go up and down, feeling out of control with it. And especially having all of it tied up in crypto as well. It was just a bad time for me. Um, bet sizing though, of course, is, has always been like my Achilles heel. And I mean, also, I think that's why you two get along. It's uh unit size is just not an issue. That's e important to either of you guys. <laughs> well, it's, it's not only unit sizing, but it's, it's the amount that I played every time. Like I, I bought it for 3000, you know, if I got shaken out, I could have kept half of them and I would have been a half millionaire. You know, you can, right. you can play with a large, with smaller amounts. Um, and just, you know, not move your entire position each and every time. There's no need, need to sell my entire position all those times. Um, I could have even let, you know, one or two of those. One or two of those would have been $100,000. Right. So, yeah, that's the big takeaway. But I don't know that I want to keep, like, feeding myself with, like, next time you'll get them, champ. Because, I you know, I have been on a downswing lately. So, right. Um, I'm looking for more. I'm doing more long-term things now again with like crypto, just letting money kind of sit there and not touching it. I have it locked up in a wallet. That's like a nightmare procedure to access. So for the first time I've given myself like a real savings account that I can't touch. Yeah. By that, Richie means the only way he can access his crypto is if he appears naked in front of his entire eighth grade class. It's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just something that's helped me in this situation because we are in quarantine. We are playing with, probably bigger sums of money than most of us ever have. So before I make a trade, I step aside from any technology. I write down the reasons why I would want that security. So if anyone out there is struggling with this decision-making process, you know, that's something that helps me. And this is something I have issues with. Like I can't live bet basketball games. I got to buy and hold every investment because I know, I don't have the stomach for it and you two do. So my hats are off to you guys. Yeah. Well, I used to have the stomach for it. No, you still do. You <laughs> my recent trades. Yeah. So, and I think you are right because it's so much harder to invest for a family member. Like my, I told my mom what to do with some of her money. And then, you know what? She, her Airbnb stock popped and she's made double her money. 
I think the bubble is coming. So I was just like, hey, if you have one security, there will be a correction. So might as well take that out. It's kind of similar to the, you know, in advice I gave Matt, except I won't get Matt's money when he dies. <laughs> you might, you might get a percentage. Yeah, I was gonna say, Joel, you love giving me losing uh, money, losing tips. You've done it for years. I, I have done it for years, <laughs> but, you know, I think it was a journey because now I have my process and I'm feel, I feel more comfortable with my plays. I'm, I might not be right all the time, but I know exactly who I am out there and I accept it. Right. Doesn't that make you feel better, Richie? He's got his process now. All those years, he was just building his process. Yeah, all these years, he didn't know his process, but he was still telling me to <laughs> place my money on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey. And you know what? I'll, I'll give you the picks now that they are correct. Um, Chris just messaged me saying to sell my Dogecoin. So I'm all sorts of conflicted over here. I mean, here. yeah, the, Do the Dogecoin is insane. I, I, it's That's like hype and meme more than i've ever seen but it's at three cents right now it's you guys know dogecoin is a joke it's it's made to be unlimited it's an unlimited money supply it's just gonna keep being made yeah we talked about that on the last episode about how there's like <laughs> yeah, there's right. just billions of, no there's just billions of do, it's just billions of dogecoin out there that's why yeah. we have to throw some of these dogecoins into the river like they do with blood diamonds <laughs> we need to throw them in the river to drive up the cost yeah, I mean, just throwing anything in a river. If I could buy stock in that, I would be a happy boy. So now that you kind of hear Matt's situation, Richie, do you have any pieces of, of advice you want to give to our friend who's now walking the earth as a middle-class person for the first time? <laughs> Dude, congrats. Like, I, I love to hear, you know, like, I haven't worked. I was just talking to a buddy of mine who's like been, you know, struggling doing handyman work still. And I'm like, I haven't, I've done a couple jobs a month for the last year and I like I, I've made a living doing this and it's a great feeling. I'm all for it. I'm happy for you. Like I'm, I'm so I'm following Kevin Gills. I'm, I'm watching that guy go from 50 K to 50 mil. And I'm like, it's yes, that's amazing. I'm not salty about it at all. I'm so happy you made money. I saw that you, I saw a tweet that you would like played it. And I was like, dude, I hope you made out. Yeah. Thanks man. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I remember I'm you, impressed. I remember you playing craps and winning like 600 or roulette and winning like $600 and losing your mind. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually a thousand, but uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Either way you made 18 of those now. And that's yeah, like, exactly. that's the beauty of it. And like, now he's got to go be mean to 18 parking lot attendants in Atlantic city. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Like just, you know, you get lucky. Like I had to look at it and be like, I, don't really know what I'm doing professionally. And honestly, even the pros don't know what they're doing all the time either. So if you get lucky, like take some, put it away, you know, take some, put it away, do some good right. for yourself with it. Like, don't think it's just going to keep happening and keep going up. Um, so yeah, but I'm, I'm like, so glad I will say one funny thing though is we just went after this all blew up. I just went to a cabin with some of my friends this last weekend. We were playing a card game where it was like, name three things quick. You know, it was just like, you go to five seconds to name three things. Uh -huh. Someone got the card. Uh, name three ways to become a millionaire, and they just looked at me, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!" <laughs> well, I mean, I yeah, it's interesting. I never thought. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been around people that have had this stuff happen to them, and it's never. And I've always been like, "How how can I make that happen for me?" And I finally have like done something good for myself, and something that's helped me, and it's gonna help. I can use to help other people, like my mom and and all that stuff. So it's it's great. I'm very excited. I'm very uh, happy to have 
to have figured something out for once. And everyone's like, oh, it's so lucky. It's like, I mean, some of it is luck, but also it's like, this has taken me, we've been doing this stock market podcast for a while. I've been trying to learn and do this for what Dude, feels it takes like years balls. Now. It takes your brain power. Like it's stressful. It's not right. a, a good life to sit and stare at numbers and charts all day or to even be obsessing over it because you, you, you might be a little overextended or whatever, but like, that's a situation we're in. And so you did the best with what you had and you, you fucking made it. Yeah, yeah, it it is lucky to some degree, but just to be in a position of to make that play, that's a byproduct of years of pragmatic and responsible decision making. So, I mean, that's not luck. Right. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm excited. So hopefully I can uh, I'm I'm hoping I can parlay this into into uh, some some more gains, some bigger gains in different ways. Yeah, just try to parlay like two or three thousand of it, though. Would be my advice. Don't try to parlay the full, you know, fifteen or whatever. Right, right. Of it course, can, yeah. it can go just as quick as it comes. But yeah, this is the first time in my life where I'm like, you know, every every I have stories. I knew about Bitcoin when it was ten dollars. It's not that I bought Bitcoin when it was ten dollars and then got rid of it. This is the first time I've actually owned the lottery ticket, and just. Threw it away. So yeah, I've never had that. Like, and that was a new thing for over the last couple of weeks for me. It was like actually knowing I bought into it at the right time and just got rid of it too soon. That's a great way to put it too. That's a, that's a, that's a very good way to describe it. So that's uh yeah. Bummer. But I mean, I don't, it's so cliche to say, but it, I mean, I'm sure it gets, it gets easier with time and every day is different and you know, eventually it'll not be as big of a deal. Yeah. Well, the further away you get from it, all that eventually. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. Matt. I'm so sorry that we had to come you on, have you on the podcast so you could get advice from Matt Ritchie. So <laughs> thanks for being a good sport about it. Hey, and in the nature of Wall Street bets, you talk about your wins, you have to talk about your losses too. Like you have to post the loss porn. So yeah, that's the name of the game. That's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Losing a million dollars is about as rare as treating a woman well on Reddit. So you got both sides of the coin there. I didn't lose a million. I just didn't gain a million. Right. Yeah, so it all evens out. Richie, (laughs) you're up three grand in a loving relationship. That's more than most people. I, uh, I'm actually going to flip my profits and I'm going to short GameStop. I'm going to be the only retailer that's shorting GameStop. I mean, the fix is in now, dude. Also, you have to pay so much money to short GameStop. It's like 117%. Oh, shit. I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, happy to go on with you guys. I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Until next time, we'll probably be back later in this week with another shorty, depending on how things go. But I had a blast. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks, guys. Support our Patreon, patreon.com slash holdmybread. Holdmybread uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, all that stuff. Thank you for watching. Or thank you for watching. You're not watching. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye. And if you want to catch up with Richie, I think he will be in Nicaragua and Venezuela around the time of the election. So keep an eye on him there. Yeah, I play Population One on Oculus VR every day. Bum, bum. That sounds fun. That flew by.